When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. React in a positive way. We need positivity for this second half. Positivity, believe, positivity, believe. 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 Welcome, X subs. Beautiful ex-subs to the Extra Inch. It's our, I think it's our 10th Q&A. My name's Wendy. I'm joined by my sidekick and best friend, Bardi. Hello, Bardi. Good evening, Wendy. And our tactics guy and a man whose trim is as fresh as every Premier League players who've obviously got stylists as girlfriends. It's Nathan A. Clark. Hello, Nathan. <laughs> hey, Wendy. Have you got a stylist as a girlfriend, Nathan? No, I don't. She's very bad at cutting my hair. She's far too nervous. She tears my hair out because she doesn't put the clippers down hard enough and rips it and then gets more nervous and then is even more loose with the contacts of the clippers <laughs> on the skin. So as you are forcing me to announce live on stream, my mum cuts my hair at the moment. So thanks for I that I mean, one, who just thought it? Who just thought it? How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm not bad. I'm, I feel like... Um, I feel like emotionally exhausted. I feel mm-hmm. drained after watching that game. I feel very tired. I feel like I've done 12 rounds in a boxing ring. Um, Wendy, would you with... take uh, 38 drab <laughs> 1-0 victories if you won the league? Uh, get fucked. Um, let's start where we always do with uh, the team lineup. So obviously, like the, the, the most important thing to say about the lineups is that Delhi was was in it, which was very exciting. Um, also, no Bergvine at all, not on the bench. Tanganga was back on the bench, and we rotated our fullbacks. Uh, Bardi, were you nervous about the fullback situation? Um, kind of lived in a world where Pochettino used to rotate the fullbacks all the time, so I wasn't too nervous until the game started, and then Doherty was just like a cardboard cutout, and Fulham were just wandering past him every time. That's when I started to get nervous. I thought maybe, maybe we shouldn't have rotated the fullbacks. I, I really didn't know. I didn't notice Doherty getting dribbled past at all. I mean, we had this conversation in the Fighting Cock WhatsApp group at halftime. I that cross from Doherty was horrendous. The one that he like had a load of time, just smashed it long, and it went miles over the bar. But I thought, like, I thought he was quite sharp into the tackle. I thought he was quite aggressive. Um, and for me, he was a lot better than I'd seen him previously. I realised the bar is incredibly low at this point. But um, yeah, I didn't think he was terrible. And Nathan, how did you feel about the team lineup? Just excited to see Delhi, right? Pretty much. I mean, I also um, very interested to see how well our best attack would um carry the attack as it were how well the how well four brilliant individuals uh could potentially make up for systemic shortcomings and in the first half i would say i thought it went pretty well like we seemed um we seemed pretty intent on getting the ball forward early uh we seemed like we were committing with committing several players forward at the same time again which was a good sign and things looked okay right uh, this is certainly uh, appears to be the prevailing narrative. I wasn't that impressed with our first half, to be honest. It was it was okay. Like we, we've definitely had worst ones, um, mm-hmm. but I uh, I don't know. I thought it, it had some promise, but uh, I mean, we put up nine shots all game, two on target. Sweet, uh, <laughs> yeah. But we did create 
something like two expected goals. Oh, okay. So, okay. so, so there were some reasonable chances there. We just weren't we weren't hitting the target. And um, Buddy, what did you make of the first half? I thought we I thought we were pretty good. Um, Fulham been playing well. But I, I thought we kept them at we kept them at bay, and we should have been two 0 up. Came Mister came Mister Sitter, and the Delhi Mister Sitter. But thankfully, the defender was there to to tap it in for us. Because hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can imagine Mourinho if he, if he had not gone in. Yeah, it was an unnecessary flick. Just just tuck it away, Delhi. No need to be fancy. Well, it would it would have been an excuse not to play him again, essentially, wouldn't it? If mm. it had gone wide. Um, yeah, I mean, the one thing I noticed about the first half was we were we were sort of playing a mixture of counter-attacking and possession play. When we counter-attacked, Fulham were utilising lots of tactical fouls, um, which I've not seen utilised that much against Spurs this season. But thinking about it, it makes a lot of sense to stop our counter-attack. Obviously, when Son gets running, Kane gets his head up. That's quite a difficult counter to stop. Tactical fouls is one way of, of making that happen. I wonder if that is something we'll see more of um, as the season progresses. Um, also, I noticed uh, a weakness in Ndombele's game. I've spent probably, what, has he been here for 18 months now? Something like that. I spent all that time trying to find a weakness in his game. I think I've finally, I finally found it now. What is it's, it going on? It's downward headers. <laughs> he, he's really bad at directing downward headers. Um, that's it. That's all, that's all I've got. I mean, he's just such a good player. He's amazing. But yeah, um, I picked up on that. Um, we were quite lucky on the stroke of half time that Lamina completely lacked composure in front of goal because I feel like the game would have been very different had Fulham scored that. Having said that, Bardi, they came out um, with some real intensity in the second half. They, they played well. They played well and, and Gisa came off the bench and he was great as well. And they put us under a lot of pressure, but we didn't we didn't crumble, which is which is good. You know, they those crossfield balls mostly over the head of Doherty were causing us all kinds of trouble. But we we stood firm, which is not something we've done very often. And um, we're somewhat grateful to the video assistant referee uh, who 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 ruled out the equaliser from Maja through a handball. Um, the handball law is is ludicrous, but like. Yeah, sure. I think that is a, objectively a handball with the current regulations. Um, it's like, fine, yeah, handball. Um, but were you nervous, Buddy, going into the sort of last 15 minutes of the match as the pressure was growing? I was, I was starting to panic a little bit, it, especially because um, I didn't think Sissoko had much of an impact. He came on to maybe tighten things up, but I don't think he was doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Lucas was, he, he made a couple of smart challenges tracking back, but I didn't think he was doing good. And Lamella, everyone will remember the the lovely little run he did, but I thought he was a bit wasteful in possession and started doing his slalom diagonal dribble across their defence instead of just keeping the ball and moving it back. I just I don't think our substitutes worked out well. I don't think don't think the three guys that came on covered themselves in glory. I, I would disagree on that. I thought Lamella had a really decent cameo. Like I think he created two chances, maybe. Yeah. That's what I mean. Those 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 highlights will will kind of make you forget everything else. But there was one which was resulted in a Fulham corner where Dunn was the ball just down the line, and worst case we get a corner. But instead he he dribbled across, and they counted on us. But I feel like um, Fulham were getting ahead of steam. I mean, I would have made substitutions sooner, to be honest. I felt like they were getting a ahead of steam, and then Lamella and Sissoko um, were introduced. Sissoko came on first with with Lucas. But then on like 75 minutes, Lamella came on and I felt like I felt like we were we were better from that point. I felt like Lamella mm. made a big difference and they didn't really create a great deal except for the chance that Doherty nearly talked away into his own bottom corner. Um, Nathan, what did you think of the second half and, and how how convinced were you that we could see it out? Um, it felt like a goal was coming and it did. And it was ruled for a handball that was physically attached to Lamina's hit. Um, and then after that, Fulham seemed a lot less threatening. I felt like the sort of the um, that kind of really undermines their sort of momentum yeah. there. Uh, I missed Anguisa coming on. My stream was jumping all about the place, and then I tweeted that he wasn't on the pitch, but he was. I didn't think Anguisa was that great. I, I thought he was he was fine, but I I thought yeah. I mean, I thought Lost cheek was doing well aside from his his finishing, which is poor. Um, I have to say I'm always really impressed by Fulham. I think they probably are going to go down, but they're not a bad team as well and I think Parker's doing a reasonable job there are a couple of players um for Fulham that I like a lot uh the main one Joe Manson, who is basically playing like peak out of world with his crossfield switches 
and the way he stepped forward into midfield. He is a player, if they go down, I think he's on loan from Leon. I want to say. Uh, he's a player we should 100% be looking at as a centre-back if we change manager and play like a footballing style. Uh, the other player I'm always impressed with and who doesn't seem to get much recognition is Harry Reid, their midfielder. Um, and this is this is peak windy dad's joke. Uh, but in my head, I was thinking, if I were a Fulham fan, I would call Harrison Reid the green bin because he's really good at recycling. Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? Sake. No? 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 Okay. Yeah. Booed live. Booed live in the chat. It's perfect. I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. <laughs> he does stick it about a bit and he's, he's pretty decent. I liked um, I liked the left back who, who had a heart murmur but no longer has a heart murmur. I don't know how you recover from heart murmurs. Anyway. He gave me a heart murmur a few times. Uh, mm, I do like him. He's, he's got something about him. Yeah, yeah. He's got a really... Um, uh, impressive stride on him like he gets the ball out of his feet early and then is able to sort of stride forward in a very upright position uh very elegant player to watch really skillful uh, i think he's going to be a good long-term signing for um for fulham yeah i mean i i thought they were they were impressive we we kind of got away with it a bit mm. uh, maybe a draw was a fair result in retrospect i don't know uh but as Rio Ferdinand said, this is what it's all about at this stage of the season. God bless you, Rio, mate, because basically that's what we've been trying to do all fucking season. <laughs> it's such a it's such a cliche. Or that's what about this is a business end of the season. Or we were, um... we were also <laughs> successful at doing it in like November. You know, yeah, that's what well. we did against Arsenal and Chelsea and C. It's like yeah. sometimes, sometimes I wish pundits would just just not say anything, just stand in <laughs> silence. I know it's rather than just say business end of the season or um, every game's a big game now. What are you talking about? It doesn't make any sense. It's the same number of points, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so, buddy, obviously after the the Burnley game, you were full. We're back. He's back. Uh, how are you feeling after the Fulham match? Fulham, it was a difficult place to go, walking away <laughs> no, with three points. No, yeah. <laughs> difficult because of the camera angle. It was a horrendous camera angle. There was something about that camera angle that I just knew Bale wouldn't play well. He just doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't work. Bale doesn't perform in that aspect ratio. So I was Overhead. Just, <laughs> Where you can see his bald spot. It's nice. I was just about to say that. You beat me to it. <laughs> well, back in the day, there was there was a theory that going to snooker, Jimmy White, who lost a hell of a lot of um, hell of a lot of World Crucible finals because he had a he had a bald patch. He had a bald patch, and he didn't want to spend too long leaning over the table, so it would rush his shot. So it probably does have an impact on people. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm not firmly in the we're back camp. Um, obviously, I think so. My view on this season is that we were carried through the first third of the season by Son and Kane outperforming expected goals in the middle third of the season. No players were outperforming expected goals. And the hope is that in the latter third of the season, Gareth Bale or maybe Harry Kane or, or Son Heung-min will outperform expected goals. Uh, if that happens, then we've absolutely got a chance of, of making the top four. If that doesn't happen, which is more likely, we're finishing mid-table, we're not winning any cups. Um, Nathan, how are you feeling about things after the past two wins? Past three wins, really? Uh, yeah, I mean, from, so the, the burning one was interesting. Because, as I said on the podcast, like I... Because of the very specific way that Burnley defend and the sort of back and forth history that we've had with them over the last few games, I felt like we came to that game, yes, with brilliant attackers and Bale being fit, mm. um, but with like a plan of how we were going to structure our attacks. And we continued to attack throughout the 90 minutes. And then even at the end, we still kept the ball and we kept it for defensive reasons. And then... I didn't feel that that was so much the case against Fulham. I felt like individuals were good in the first half and, and able to sort of like, yeah, create sort of their own solutions and their own approaches and express their own um, ability. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't enough to create a huge amount and that fell short in the second half and we allowed Fulham back into the game in that way that we sometimes do when we only have a single goal lead. So um, I, I was today I was looking for the answer to can individuals carry the attack and I'm definitely leading towards no at the moment. Fair points, fair points. So obviously this is a this is a live Q&A. The reason we've covered Fulham is well partly because partly because it's fresh in our minds and it's easier to do that. Um 
but partly because we're going to put this out on the main podcast feed as well. So the usual listeners will be listening in to this sort of peek behind the paywall. Um, but what we've got for you now is is Bardi's quiz. Bardi, what are you going to call this? I've been thinking about it because those thieves at the fighting cock they actually ripped off my my quizzing idea to bring a bit of engagement. So I'm I'm thinking. To move it away from Bardi Brainbusters. I'm rebranding. I need to rebrand. I think they own the copyright for the original. <laughs> so maybe Bardi Cerebral Combusters, but oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm open for different no, ideas. No, it's lacking in alliteration. Yeah. We need, to, we, need okay. to, we need to get three Bs, I think. Yeah. Um, when, we, when we do one of our editorial meetings, we'll do a, do a brainstorming. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe some of the excerpts <laughs> can... Uh, <laughs> it was suggested... Suggestions. Bardi's Bullbusters is a is an option. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's Route One, but I'm I'm not against it. Um, okay, Bardi, how is this going to work? So the, the rules are simple. If I call your name, unmute yourself. Otherwise, I I think everybody I think is has muted themselves. I don't think there's a couple of individuals with server mute, but otherwise, unmute yourself and answer. Um, and then we go. How, for how long have they got to unmute before we move on? They've got a, a little bit of time before we move on. I don't want people googling away and coming. Five down seconds. Five seconds yeah, to unmute. I think so. Wendy, you're you're you could be you're the referee. You're you're very impartial most of the time, so you could be in charge of that. <laughs> um, so if I call your name, you're in the hot seat, and basically the hot seat is yours until you get it wrong, and then whoever is the last one standing is the winner and Wendy my assistant Wendy's going to tell us all about the prize for the winner so if you win uh, tonight's quiz with no name uh, you will be entitled to an extra inch t-shirt of your choice from the extra inch shop oh yeah mm. yeah pretty pretty great prize Hello everybody, it's Nathan here. The quiz is about to begin, but before it does, I just wanted to explain that I took out literally minutes and minutes of awkward silences of us waiting for people to answer, which I think gives it a much faster flow and it'll be much better to listen to, but just so that you don't think we're being really unfair and only giving people half a second to answer, that's why. Enjoy the quiz. So here we go. Fastest finger first. Who assisted Winx's last minute winner against Fulham in 2019? And... Wow, there were lots of there were lots of answers, uh, but Fair Lumbo was, Fair Lumbo. was first getting in there with uh, George, Kevin, and Kudu. Yep, um, there were some interesting spellings in there. I noticed he's, uh, he's gone for the, uh, the three letter type <laughs> technique. I, I really approve the tactical approach there, mate. <laughs> and Kudu's going to take too long to type. Absolute maximum efficiency from Fair Lumbo. So whereas Chris. So, Coming in go. with Kudoi. <laughs> My friend of yours, Chris Summersell, just adding in extra consonants uh, to, slow, to slow himself down. Unbelievable. He has, he has backed it up. Our coach has backed it up, though, with um, some stats around that. Classic, so, um, classic analyst Fe- behavior. Fair Lumbo, do you want to unmute and let's go for it? Sure. Hey, hey how buddy. Hi. Do you reckon, right, we're going to start nice and simple. We're going to start with uh, a Who Am I? Okay. All right. I joined Tottenham in 1996. I scored the winning goal in a League Cup final versus Wimbledon. In the final, it was my shot that assisted the winner. I was top goal scorer for Tottenham in 98-99 and in 99-2000. Is it, is it Everson? Everson, there we go, fellow. Nice. Boom. Nice, one for one. Next section is called the full, the full man. I'm going to list a couple of players who have played for both Spurs and Fulham. They might have played Fulham and then Spurs. I'll describe the player. You get one guess. If you're right, you're right. And you stay in. All right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a French striker. Tottenham signed me instead of Suarez. Who am I? <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, sorry, mate. Gonna uh, have to a little before my time, yeah. No worries, mate. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> well, well, played. well played, sir. We'll move well on played. to who, who's next, buddy. Disco Dom. Unmute yourself. Let's see. Disco Dom. Who is it? I'm a French striker. Signed, of, signed instead of Suarez. Who am I? Can Disco Dom unmute? If it's Disco unmuted. Dom is there. Okay, oh. let's move on, buddy. I think Disco Dom might be unable to unmute. We can come back to him later. Okay, Glenn. Oh, well, he's here, he's here. He's oh, unmuted. Here. here we go. Disco Dom, who am I? Oh, sorry. I went too early. You said my name. I apologise. I'll, I'll mute myself again. No, go on, Glenn. You say it. Go for it. Uh, Louis Sahar. <laughs> nice one, Glenn. You're in the game, mate. He's in the game. In the game. Go on, Glenn. Go on, Glenn. I joined Spurs from Fulham in 2004. You can get, you can jump in whenever you want. I'm English, but I never played for England. I'm a central midfielder. Sean Davis. Sean Davis. Go on, there he is. Nice. Next one. I'm Break Belgian, up. and I was signed as a striker by Fulham boss Mark Hughes before I came to Tottenham and played in centre mid. God, 
Uh, Musa Dembele. Oh, Musa Dembele. That's correct. <laughs> Next one. I scored 27 goals for Tottenham in 70 games and 13 in 38 for Fulham. Who am I? Oh, God. Um, Bobby Zamora? Oh, he, he wishes he had those numbers. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you later. Uh, do I get another guess? No. See you later, bye. All right. No <laughs> Bad luck, game. Well played, mate. Wendy, pick someone. Go. Let's go back to Disco Dom. Give it one more go. Disco Dom, you there? I think he's just checking his mic out. So he's okay. muted as a result. Pick another one. Wendy, go for it. Give him one more go. Just give him one more go. No, he's, 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 he's going to have to drop out. He's going to have to drop out, isn't he? We'll go, come back to him. We'll come back to him. So, How many left, Bardi? How many questions are left? We've got loads. Pick someone. Nice. Okay, let's go with uh, Lamella's right foot. Can you speak? Lamella's right foot. Are you available to speak? We're going to have to bump you if not. Let's go no, someone else. Pick someone else. All right, let's go Luke Griffin. The legend that is Luke hey, Griffin. I'm here if it's now working. Oh, Disco Dom's here. Sorry, Disco Dom's. We're going Disco Dom. I scored 27 goals in 70 games for Tottenham and 13 in 38 for Fulham. I'm a centre forward. Who am I? Dempsey. No, I'm f- unlucky. Oh, it's a good one. Bad good luck, one. man. Bad luck. Who was the next? Who was uh, it? Luke, Luke Griffin. Luke Griffin. I scored 27 goals in 70 games for Tottenham, 13 in 38 for Fulham. I'm a centre forward and I went to Fulham via, via Man United after leaving Spurs. My answer was Tim Dempsey, and now I don't know. Um, so I went Spurs, Man U, Fulham. Oh, I, I actually don't know. I'm Bulgarian. Oh, that's there we go. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Next one. I mean, you, literally, that was like, I you were basically toasting then. I gave it, that like, was... That Luke was, Luke was <laughs> Delhi, the shot was going wide, and you just poked it into the bottom corner. Yeah, I have the touch of an angel. I have a smoking habit. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's okay. good. We'll, we'll carry on with Luke. We'll carry on with Luke. You still with us, Luke? Oh, Luke. I, I signed for Tottenham alongside another young prospect. And I joined Fulham later on in my career. I'm Welsh. Um, Welsh. Oh, I, I don't know. Okay, next one. Let's go um, Greenman. Well played, mate. Greenman. Green, Greenman, go. Who am I? I signed for Tottenham alongside Matthew Everton. I joined Fulham later in my career and I'm Welsh. Who am I? It's not letting me unmute. Why wouldn't it let you unmute? There's no reason for that. I <laughs> we should have done like a uh, a mic test round. <laughs> yeah, we should, shouldn't we? Should we come should we come back to Green Man? Should we come back to Green Let's Man? come back. Let's go A Watson. Simon Davies. Simon Davies, well done. I just about heard you through that sweet <laughs> microphone. The dollar. Are you are right. you literally like underwater right now, Alex? Having a bath or something. Incredible. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> like he's from the future. Um, Alex, I, let's see if your microphone improves. I joined Spurs from Palace. I was meant to be the next big thing, but Aaron Lennon blew me out of the water. I played on the wing. I went to Fulham on loan. My most successful spell was at Swansea. Who am I? No, no, I don't. I don't think who he said. Type it, Alex. Type it in the chat. <laughs> Oh my god, we're literally gonna have to get Alex to take his answer. No, no, Nathan Dye never Nathan played for Spurs. All right, let's go. Um, who should we go? Let's go, Edwards. Edwards, are you there? Are you there, Edwards? Okay, we're gonna have to move on to Nicolo. Yeah, I'm here. How, who, who am I, Nicolo? Hey. I'm, I'm a little winger signed from Palace. Um, I was meant to be the next Aaron Lennon, but I wasn't. No clue, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I thought it's tough under pressure, isn't it? He sounded so good. His microphone sounded so good. I was convinced. King three crystal was clear. Okay, who we who haven't we had, Wendy? Uh, Norman OK Spur. Let's go. Norman able to speak. Okay, we'll go to Raymond. Raymond twenty three. Are you there, Raymond? Routledge. Can you speak? Routledge. Pardon, Raymond. Routledge. Nice. Well good done, mate. Hey. Well played. Well nice played. One. Right. This this section's called Classic Goals. Thank God we're through that one. This <laughs> next section is called Classic Goals. I'm going to read a little bit of commentary and you need to tell me who who finishes the move. So I'm going to leave a blank on the goal scorer. So I'm going to set a little bit of the scene and then you need to... Spurs 3 at 33. Yeah. Who wants... So you need to tell me who finishes the move. Okay. Huddleston. Slips it through to Genus. He's away. Genus squares it and is there to tap it in. Who Who is it? Murphy. No, not Murphy. Let's go um, Spurs 33. Oh, my God. Here he is. Here he is. There he is. No, it's not Lennon. No, it's not. You're, you're on the right. He's got, he knows the game, but it's the wrong guy. It's the other one. <laughs> bad luck, you, bad, bad yeah. luck. Who should we go next? Who? Tim, Tim, Timmy. Go for it. Guys, I have no fucking idea. Oh. It's, it's, <laughs> wait, wait. It's the 2008 semi-final. League Cup semi-final versus Arsenal. He makes it 5-1 to Tottenham. 
Still no idea. Okay, no worries. Let's switch it. Windy, <laughs> pick someone. Uh, go back to Green Man RD. Right. Green Man RD, who is it? Uh, wait, could you say it again? It's the last few seconds of the semi-final. Huddleston flicks it through to Genus. Genus is away. He squares it and somebody's there to tap it in at the back post. I believe that's Steed Malbronk. Steed. Steed Malbronk. <laughs> well done. Next one. Townsend, he wins the ball in his own half. Good, good work there by Townsend. It falls to Ericsson. Bill Ericsson flicked it through. Chadley, Chadley's through on goal. Courtois comes out. Oh no, he's hit the post. But here's somebody to follow it up. Who is it? Uh, it's Danny Rose. Danny Rose. Nice. Well Clattered by Dacre as he scores it as well. He get injured. <laughs> no, yeah. he, he, man got back up. He was all right. He was good. <laughs> okay. This is the next one on this one. Sandro, he's got the ball. He fires it out wide to Defoe. Defoe, to still, he threads it through to Bale. Bale, Bale strikes it. De Gea saves, but somebody's there to follow it up. Who is it? Oh, um, Dempsey. Dempsey, <laughs> nice. Well done. Well done. Well played, it was, sir. It was Clint Dempsey versus United in 2012. So next section is called Kill the Young Man. It's a it's a section of killer. What I'm going to do is I'm going to name a player. And I'm going to tell you the age that he made his debut for Tottenham. So, for example, Stephen Bergwijn, 22 and 116 days. So, is was Robbie Keane younger or older on his debut than Stephen Bergwijn? Um, <sighs> older? No, you're gone. See you later, mate. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Next up. Uh, it's Disco Dom back in. Disco Dom. Let's do this. Hey. Robbie Keane was 22 and 68 days when he made his debut for Tottenham. Eric Lamella, was that younger or older? Younger. He was younger. Well done. He was 21 and 180 days. Christian Eriksen, mm. younger or older than Lamella on his debut? Younger. We saw no. Him. no, I'm oh. so sorry. He was, a hun- he was less than 100 days older. He was 21 oh. and 212 days. Who's next? It's Koizer Us next. Koizer Us. So Christian Eriksen was 21 and 212 days. Is that, was Michael Dawson older or younger? Older. No, mate, I'm sorry, you're gone. Next one. Who's next? Has, uh, Greg, <laughs> has Greg, be Pep been? Greg Pep's not been yet. So Michael Dawson was 21 and 149 days. Is that younger or older than Eunice Kabul? So Eunice Kabul, younger or older? Was he younger or older than Dawson? What are you saying, Greg? Are you there, Greg? He's, he's, he's unable to tight. speak, but he says he's younger. Said, no, he was, he was incorrect. Oh. So he's, he's as dead as his microphone. <laughs> so Who's where are we that? going now? Who's who, uh, Marcus Pineapple? So Marcus Pineapple. Eunice Gabul was 21, 218 days. I can't believe how young he once was. It never seems like he looks like he's never been young in his life. Is that younger or with Sandro? Was he younger or older when he made his debut? You're still on mute at the moment, Marcus. Was Sandro younger or older than Eunice Kabul? Uh, younger. He was younger by 18 days. Hey, nice. nice, you're in. Ben Davies. Was Ben Davies younger or older than Sandro in his debut? Uh, ben Davies was older. No, he was, he was oh, younger. Bad luck, man. Bad luck. So, so we're uh, going to try Paul P. Punctures? Mm-hmm. So Ben Davies was 21 and 128 days. Is that younger? Was Davinson Sanchez younger or older than Ben Davies? What are you saying, Paul? Can you speak? Don't think Paul can speak. Okay, let's go to um, Ribble. Was Davinson Sanchez younger or older when he made his debut for Spurs compared to Ben Davies? Ribble is currently muted. Oh, my God. <laughs> we'll go to Verqua. Verqua. Hi, can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, yeah we can hear you. Cool. I think Sanchez was younger. He was younger. Well done. Well played. What a, so let's let's flick it through. Um, Andros Townsend, was he younger or older than Davinson Sanchez when he made his debut? I think younger again. He was younger by 10 days. Oh, Nicely days. done. Only 10 days. Only 10 days. Tom Carroll, was he younger or older than Andros Townsend when he made his debut? I'm going to say older. Go on. Yes, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> nice. This is a cracking run. It's the best run we've had so far. What about... Um, Kyle Walker-Peters, was he younger or older than Tom Carroll when he made his debut? Younger. He was younger. Yes. <laughs> There's two more left in killer. You make it oh through these goodness. two, you get to the final question. Ryan Sessignon, younger or older than Kyle Walker-Peters on his debut? Kyle Walker-Peters was 20 in 122 days. Was Ryan Sessignon younger or older? Younger. He is younger. He yes. was younger. Final killer question. Delhi. Was Delhi younger or older than um, Ryan Sessignon? Younger? Oh, no. Oh, no. No. Oh, so close. 
Windy, I feel so Windy. bad. I feel so oh, bad no. for you, man. That was a great. That was a great effort. The uh, goalkeeper. The goalkeeper's fumbled it. The ball's been dropped, and there's one question left. Someone says, "Let him pass." So I reckon we should let him pass. No, that was a great effort. Let's give him one more go. We, okay, I'll give him. I'll give him another go at killer. If he gets this through, he goes to the final. Ooh. Okay, let me. I'll go to pick, pick someone closer. Okay, um, Juan Foyth, was he younger or older than Delhi when he made his debut? Ooh. Older. He was older. Nicely done. He was 20 yeah, well recovered, and 295 so. days. So th- it's the final question. It's an old one. But because we've recently played um, the roast potato guys, Burnley, it's to do with Burnley. We played Burnley in 2009 and it was a League Cup semi-final. Our midfield lined up and I'm going to, there's a player going, there's a player missing out of this midfield four. Who is it? We've got Bentley, Zakora, Huddleston, somebody and Modric. You can take time, think about it. He's, I'm going to give you a clue. He was English and left-footed English player. Um, I'm so bad at knowing who's got what foot. Um, wait, no, it wasn't Genus. It wasn't oh. Genus. So sorry. I was going to give you another clue, but you've gone. Wendy, Wendy's your chance. Pick somebody. Oh, I, God, this is the worst decision because it's the last question. I'm basically mm-hmm. picking who's going to win the who's going to win the t-shirt. Um, no, 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 not necessarily. Not necessarily because they've got to get it right. Who's not God, been? Who's not been? Graham. 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 Graham, Graham. There he is. Who is it, Graham? I I need the question again because I can't remember it. It's the, it's the 2009 <laughs> League Cup final. I'm going to listen if you're typing and googling away. So 2009 uh, League Cup final against Burnley. Yeah. Midfield of Bentley, right. Zakora, Huddleston, Modric, and one other. Lennon? No, no. Oh, sugar. All right. Sa- <laughs> Savka, Savka, who is it? Was it Scott Parker? No, it wasn't. No. Oh, no. Chris Summersall's desperate to go. We can't, we can't give it to Chris. No, I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spurs 33. <laughs> Chris Summersall's kicking off. Spurs 33, <laughs> who is it? Well, yeah, yeah, here, who is it? Jamie O'Hara. Jamie O'Hara. Well Nicely played, done. sir. Well played, Spurs 33. Drop us a message oh. on, on Patreon, mate, and we'll sort you out a t-shirt of your cho- of your choosing. Um, oh, that buddy, you must be you must be knackered after that. I'm sweating, Wendy. I think I need a shower. Um, can we agree that we never do any more quizzes? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was that was that was awful, wasn't it? Um, yeah, let's have your feedback on how you thought the quiz went. I uh, really appreciate that. <laughs> Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Has anyone got a question for us? It can be about the Fulham game or it can be about anything more generally. Does anyone want to speak? Go on, Graham. Uh, if you hear my uh, child sleeping in the background, waking up crying, I do apologise. But uh, <laughs> as long as he allows me to ask a question. Um, so I've been uh, very curious about defence because, uh, as we know, Spurs' defence hasn't been the best this season, and that's putting it lightly. But on the other hand, I constantly hear over and over how, on one hand, you need to give a partnership a a chance to form to do well and on the other hand people like to say no try this one try this guy try this guy he's not doing well and then take him out of the team and I think I can't myself decide what would be the better option when do you allow a partnership to settle and when do you just try and rush and replace them because I don't know I feel like we've been trying both and that hasn't really worked out that's um that's a really really good question and it makes me think straight away about cats and dogs and uh and having the right partnership the right combination of players i mean we were so massively spoiled 
by having Adebayor and Vertonghen for so long, um, who were just you know not just individually fantastic players, but a perfect combination who knew each other's games really well and and just had a really good understanding and appreciation of what one another were, were going to do at any point. Um, and to sort of come away from that and just sort of assume that everything would be would be just fine in hindsight was massively naive. And I, I agree that we've we've chopped and changed a lot and it's it's proven difficult. And what we've seen in installing Alvarado and Sanchez is they do seem to be um they do seem to be sort of building a, a bit of a partnership. What do you think, Bardi? Do you think what's the right way to do this? How do you build a d- defense? I think you need to find two defenders who don't make catastrophic errors and then <laughs> just kind of hope from there that they build some kind of partnership. I don't think Sanchez and Alderweireld is, is the future, but I think it's probably the best we've got now. You've got two players who don't... Sanchez does make errors, but not as many as Dyer. So, I'm, yeah, I'm quite happy with those two. I think, I think the whole problem we're facing now is there wasn't any kind of future planning at Spurs, which is something we see everywhere. There was no thought about bringing through Foyth. If Foyth was going to be our future, he wasn't getting enough game time under Pochettino to to really justify that position as the, the future centre-back. I think we could have perhaps built something around Foyth and Sanchez, but that never happened. And I think that's just, we're facing that problem everywhere at Spurs at the moment. No future planning for anything. Mm. Um, Nathan, relationships between centre-backs, how much weight do you, do you put on that argument? Quite a lot. Quite a lot. Um, obviously, there's there's like, you know, the ability to defend space is a skill on its own, but, but that relationship matters a huge amount. Um, there's a degree to which you're going to have um, essentially one of two kind of archetypal roles in your back two, where one of you is the centre-back who pushes forward and one of you is the centre-back who stays off. The dog um, and the cat. The dog and the cat. Um, or the mouse, as be... we... Who was it when we were <laughs> chatting with in the... In the um, survey the other day, and we and Abby made the worst pun, which I mean, I nearly removed it from the server permanently. To be <laughs> I missed that. It was Mal- it was Mouser Sissoko, is what she said. Oh, wow. I'm 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 appalled to have to even say it aloud. <laughs> you definitely didn't have to. <laughs> Just outing Abby. So, so you've got you've got your sort of centre back roles, but but you do want that understanding. You do want that practice with your with your partner. Um, I think yeah, essentially, if if you have a defence that is playing badly, um, you can't take from that information on its own whether the issue is the individuals involved or the lack of partnership between the players. You just have mm-hmm. to sort of make an assessment on on how you read those players. Um, how those players are performing in training, the types of errors they're making, because if it's like a spatial issue, um, maybe that speaks more to partnership. Whereas if Dyer is kicking a player from the ground under limited pressure to do so, maybe that's just sort of an innate quality of his own lack of ability. So um, I don't know, it's, it's a tough one. It's just something to assess case by case. And I think that you have to. Um, we have had to and we probably continue to have to trial a few options before we we feel happy with what we have and mm-hmm. i essentially i don't think we're going to find that with the centre backs we have at the club at the moment because out of Verald's legs are going despite being by far the smartest defender um we haven't brought through roden very well um we failed to bring through Foyt. Davinson has has plateaued, Dyer has plateaued, so it's going to be some more shifting and changing, and it does have to be that, and uh, and hopefully someone new in the near future. Mm. Nathan, do you think also, um, when, because we defend so deep now, do you think that the relationship between the centre-backs and the relationship between the centre-backs and the goalkeeper is even more important? Well, yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> it's, I yeah. mean, we, what we've seen, uh, lots of goals that have come about because of confusion between the three, right? Yeah, and and quite often specifically between Dyer, who doesn't want to intrude in the goalkeeper's area, and Larice, who has gone from being sort of synonymous with sweeper keeping to someone who will not leave his six yard box under mm-hmm. any condition. I, I was quite happy today to see Sanchez taking control of a situation, which was good. But then Larice balled him out on it, didn't he? Sanchez did the right thing, but there he was did. another moment where Sanchez had the ball and it wasn't too much danger that Lloris just comes tearing out and just mm. punts it out for a throw. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for Lloris being a bit more proactive, but, uh, yeah, it, it does worry me when he does that. Mm-hmm. But he played well today. I've been, I have binned off Lloris quite a lot this season and I thought he was pretty good today. The couple of corners he came for and grabbed him, it was nice to see. Yes, yes, agreed, mm. agreed. Good question, Graham. Really good question. Um, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, we have straight 
Mike off the training grounds, Chris Somersell, who has a question. Chris. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Hiya, how are you doing? Good, mate. I'm uh, I'm still fuming at being... (laughs) I was unmarked at the back post and you've got <laughs> a terrible angle. Um, so I'm, I'm fuming. No, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess you started talking about the goalkeeper just as I wanted to talk about the goalkeeper because despite my whatever I might have done within working in football, I know nothing about goalkeeping. And I'm not quite on the Larice's dead train yet, but I do think we should be planning for the future. And I just wanted to know what you guys we're thinking about who we should be thinking as a long-term replacement for him. Mm, good question. I mean, Nathan, the thing is, it really depends on the style of football we're going to play, doesn't it? To an extent, less less so, um, less so with goalkeepers than with outfield players. I think. Okay. Um, because I mean, it's essentially we've had the experience of what if you want to play out from the back all the time, but your goalkeeper is very bad with his feet. Mm-hmm. Like we know what that looks like, and we understand that there are like some issues with that. Um, but we were still able to play the football that we wanted to play. Um, sometimes Larice would would shunt it out for a throw in, and sometimes he would pass it to the opposition. But it didn't completely undermine the way that we wanted to play. Where if you compare that to like um, we're trying to play possession football, but we have Sissoko instead of Ndombele, you just can't really do it at all. So it matters, but it's not the complete end of the world. And there's an ex- like no matter how good a goalkeeper is with his feet, and you can point to like you know Claudio Bravo here the most important asset for goalkeepers is the same one across the board and it's their shot stopping so the first thing we do is we get a list of shot stoppers and then we say okay of these shot stoppers regardless of what kind of football and who's going to be managing us next season it's still a plus if they're good with their feet it's still a plus if they're proactive on corners it's still a plus if etc etc uh if they if they're aggressive coming off their line all that kind of stuff so it, it starts with one attribute and everything else is 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 in the tier below that mm-hmm. fair enough so um with that in mind, Bardi, who who you got your eye on? Who, who do you like as a sort of long-term Larice replacement? I really liked um, Stracosa at Lazio. I thought he'd look great for a couple of seasons, but something's gone wrong with him at Lazio. So either there's a big falling out, he's not playing, and Reiner is now number one goalkeeper at Lazio. So I don't know what's going on there. I, I've I've liked him the last couple of seasons, but I think Spurs. I think if if Larice could. And as a shot stop, I think I think it might be. I wouldn't be against going for a slightly older goalkeeper and doing a stopgap for a couple of years until we find until we find the kind of project goalkeeper that will be with us for ten years. It's it's a weird thing, but I, I still kind of like the look of Kepa. There's something about him that I can't really? know. Yeah, yeah, no, talking about. I'm, I'm totally <laughs> mad, but I I still I still think there's something in this guy. Jesus. I don't know. I know it's weird. It's weird, but. I don't know. He he appeals to me, but I think maybe like an older goalkeeper. I think what Wolves did with Patrizio was pretty useful. He's lasted a couple of seasons. I I kind of see us doing something like that, like a Joe Hart, but better than Joe Hart. I don't I, mean, I don't see us going out and spending eighty million pounds on a goalkeeper. That's that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, I was going to say I think there's lots of really promising young goalkeepers in the Premier League at the moment and in the Championship. To be honest, um, I mean specifically, I'm thinking about Raya Brentford, who I really like. Uh, but they're all going to cost an absolute fortune. And that's the problem. It's like, do you prioritise signing a goalkeeper when you can certainly get away with Lloris for another season and then maybe another season after that and then maybe even another season after that? It's like, do you do you go all in and sign that player now? I mean, I think, I think Dean Henderson is good enough to spend big on. Um, and I think it's helpful in terms of the homegrown quota. Um, and I think he would make a difference, to be honest. As much as I have loved... Larice, I think he would instill confidence, to be honest. So I would be up for that. Um, Chris, I'm interested to find out which goalkeepers you like. The reason I asked the question, because I really have no idea about goalkeepers. I'm honestly, I'm meant to be a scout and I just ignore all goalkeeping and scouting at all. But, uh, can other people hear I, Chris? I, I can't hear I, Chris. I, yeah, I can hear Chris Windy. Oh, Windy, it, uh, it's not me. Um, yeah, I've just put in the chat that Donnarumma's contract is up this summer. Mm. So that, that bit, I, I'm pretty sure that that we would get him, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. But, no, no, I don't know. I mean, in terms of style, I, I, I 
Jose's not going to be here forever. I think if you're going to play a high line, which obviously we aren't now and we did in the past, then being good at one one v ones is a really key skill. That's something that you know, you know, it's someone who's very very dominant there. But no, I I really can't say. It's why I asked the question because I just sort of shy away from goalkeeping completely because it's just something I have no real idea about. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not a million miles away from that myself, <laughs> along with you and Luke. So it's like. Um, uh, Donnarumma, his um, he, his agent is is Mino Raiola, who yeah. is trying to get like comically enormous wages out of Milan. Um, <laughs> so I don't, we're not going to match those. And essentially, as long as we can't match those, which we definitely can't, he'll be either staying at Milan or going to um, you know one of the the big four clubs in the world. Uh, I think. I really like Onana at Ajax, but he's just received a year-long uh, ban for for performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, I, I quite like Onana as well. I, uh, he's, he's a little bit small. That's the only. He doesn't have. I don't know. Sometimes I get nervous about in England that it would just become a thing about him. He's being too small for crosses. Luis is pretty small, though. Yeah, yeah, but I know I, I do like Onana. Okay, let's do let's do. Um, thank you, Chris. Always appreciated. Let's do one more question before we before we wrap it up. I think James said he had a question. Yo, um, hey James. Hey, uh, I don't know, the, it's just. You can tell how excited I am by the win. Um, <laughs> you sound the, pumped, man. Yeah, the like it's like the aura of this club just never ceases to amaze me. Like we can go through a whole season of predictable one-one draws, and then once we get to the point like this stretch where like blowing the lead predictably might actually like do something good and get Josie out the door, uh, we don't blow the lead. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, like, listeners, please direct all hate directly to James <laughs> at Jolly Hill on Twitter. Yes, yes, that is my Twitter. Please. Um, so like that happens and then you know like i I just i I, it's so tough to not just talk ourselves into circles at this point because we i think most people like outside of us winning the europa league and putting together a good run of form most people would say that we need to change the manager in the summer but like if if we like is there a point that you think that that like levy decides that even like if we're scraping out enough wins to maybe finish i don't know fifth or sixth and we keep like our, our luck doesn't run out during the europa league draws like and we we get to the final by beating zagreb granada and then maybe ajax or something like that <laughs> like is there a point where, where levy's not blinded by that and it and it actually like says like you know he, we we can't pretend that this is sustainable in the summer Mm. it's a good question um it's, it's something i've got over a lot in my head i must admit yeah yeah it's it's sort of the big one it's um okay so levy has this or, or we're working from the idea this reported idea and what was also sort of pretty present in in the in the documentary that that levy himself is is personally quite infatuated with jose and the idea of jose um but i think with that said um he isn't someone who will just look at the results. Um, if you think back to Andre Vs Boas getting sacked, we were doing okay on results and then getting pelted by the other big six. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was more to it than that, right? Our performances, the football was dull. There was a lack of promise. And I think that he isn't blind to that. Uh, so the question is, does his ability to recognize what's on the pitch still come through uh <laughs> when the person in charge is Mourinho who he thinks is brilliant or at least he thought was brilliant a year ago so dom's just raised something in the in the live chat as well um which is that there are commercial benefits that come with mm. with Jose being manager in terms of marketability uh, and i would go a step further than that and say in terms of potentially in terms of attracting players and having links with that's super true. agents um, and that will definitely appeal to Daniel Levy. So I, I, I think the only way Jose goes is if we don't win anything and if we finish, let's say, like eighth. I think even if he finishes seventh and we don't win anything, I reckon Levy will stick with him at this point. <laughs> what about the commercial aspects of you know being a good team? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. maybe being in a title race you know when we have like like I, somebody was bringing it up earlier that like on paper 
like even even 2021 versions of these players Kane, Son, Bale, Delhi, and Ndombele like you're very hard pressed to find three better front fives in the world mm-hmm. um you know if, if you if you put some money into some better defenders and then you have a coach that's actually gonna like like play to their strengths there's you're not like you can't really put a ceiling on what they can do i mean you might not catch city i i get that but like a, a better manager would would put them up there i don't know how that like the commercial aspects of that are so much poorer than having jose being an asshole in every press conference and getting 50 headlines you know i mean i i i, I james you don't need to sell that idea to me i completely <laughs> obviously agree but um I, I still think, like, even amongst the fan base, I feel like with a min- minority that think that. I mean, if you read, don't do this, but if you read Coy's Reddit, they are absolutely besotted with Mourinho still, and they, they really believe, they genuinely believe. Um, so, like, it really would not surprise me at all if Levy still fully believed. But, I mean, Bardi, what, as, as someone who is generally fairly supportive of Mourinho, I mean, you have said a few times that you would be happy with him going at the end of the season, but what do you think? Do you think there's a chance that he stays? Yeah, I think there's a massive chance he stays if we if we achieve top four and a trophy. I think. But if we don't, that, if we don't achieve if, that, if we don't, if we don't, I think I think Levy will give him another space, another chance with a defender. I think he'll go out and buy a defender. I think he'll get as long as it's not an absolute mess of an end of end of season finished ninth, tenth, and everybody's upset. The players are upset. No one's renewing their season ticket. I'm talking end of days, Tottenham. Mourinho's there. Unless it's proper end of days, he he, he does another year for sure. Mm. And um, I, I, I think, look, Liverpool, Liverpool are losing right now. Who's above us? Liverpool, West Ham, Everton, Leicester. I think I think top four is there if we can put together a run. And hopefully with Delhi back in contention, with Bale playing well, it's it's no it's not out of the it's not out of um, it's not ludicrous to think that um, I think what we have seen is having Reggie on back is critical to how we play he's he's so important to us and it's weird Aurier is really important to us as well um, I think top four and the trophy's on and if we do that it'll be a great season seems like a good place to end it James thank you very much before we go just a quick message from my lawyers also known as Will who says that. Uh, Reddit Coys is a very inclusive fan base that allows all sorts of different viewpoints on the team and club. Just wanted to state that there. Um, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. It's been lots of fun, as ever. I uh, hugely appreciate the interactions. I uh, hope you enjoyed the quiz. Um, Luke Griffin, um, you are a very, very naughty boy. I'm not going to read that one. Uh, thank you, everyone, and we'll be back soon. <laughs> Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.